0: Thank you. what's going on guys my name is rango lee
1: this is my land fam and And welcome welcome to to the blessed Blessed boater show show.
0: (laughs) today we're going to be talking about a really really important topic that we need to everybody need to talk about more and it's uh mental health yes even though it's uh we're a little bit late it was may that was mental health month and we're (laughs) into june but hey better late than uh
1: Never, never. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know, better late (laughs) than never. Um, It is a very, very important um, topic and I'm glad that we're able to talk about this subject um, because it's not something that people talk about often.
0: Especially Asians.
1: Especially Asians, correct. And um, it's a tough subject. And so I'm glad we're touching base on it because um, with COVID and everything, I think a lot more people are experiencing it. And um, not everybody is as lucky as you and I who have a lot of support, right? If we needed something or if we're going through something, at least we know who we can reach out to. Yeah. But not everyone is as fortunate. And so uh, I'm glad that we're able to share what we've experienced as well as um, share knowledge in um, the subject. So, yeah as I was researching this and going through all this, and as you guys know, I do have a dental hygiene background. I did it for over eight years, and so I'm very familiar with, um, you know, mental health issues, medical things, and so um, I'm very passionate about it. So, you know, keeping healthy is not also physical health, but mental health as well as spiritual health, and so we need to be able to find the balance to all that to be overall healthy, right? Right, right. Okay, Ringo. So I'm going to ask you, what age do you think mental health illnesses begin
0: man that's just a tough one yeah i, I just remember me when i was dealing younger I, maybe i started getting kind of sad or depressed about stuff maybe 17 17 when, when my car broke down did <laughs> i didn't have no money to pay it for it so that that was me i was 17
1: wow 17 yeah. huh yeah, so. hey can i ask gabe what age do you think gabe
0: i would say early
1: teens when you're going through puberty kind of oh he's pretty good so he shout does. out to gabe tran yeah you uh, <laughs> uh, think he got that huh but he didn't <laughs> give me a number he just I gave me a general that, uh, <laughs> you, yeah he did <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank gabe <laughs> uh, the smart game smart game that are behind the scenes so guy. i want to let you guys know yeah
1: it's um at age 14 14 so it is the puberty age you mm. are right ding 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 good <laughs> job, <Gabe. laughs> um but again with everything going on right now and then as you know i'm surrounded by children all the time too nieces nephews you know um, children of my own i think that number probably has lowered quite a bit and people going through period a lot more and remember we have social media now too so um, i think a lot of that has affected that statistic
0: well yeah i mean this statistic we found from the website national alliance on mental health namey mm. for short uh, i said the second leading cause from ages 10 to 34 is Uh, suicide is a second leading cause of death that's so crazy from 10 to 34 10 years old i know that's people already kids are dealing with mental health issues
1: that's insane so our kids are going to be that age soon and i just hope that um we're able to recognize those things we'll talk about how to recognize it in a little bit right okay so my second question okay? okay do you think men or women struggle more with mental health illnesses
0: well, I'll be, um, I'm, I kind of cheated already because <laughs> I saw the statistic here. Um, uh, they say uh, 75% that commit suicide are men. Uh, so I, I would say men, right? You
1: think so? I don't
0: know. That's that's my guess.
1: Yeah? Okay. I want to let you know that it's about 50-50. Really? Men, remember, mental health issues, when you think of it, it's not just um, depression, anxiety, and suicide. There's actually a lot of mental health issues. Mm. So this is the fact that I got that. Both struggle the same, but women struggle more with internalizing mental illnesses such as depression and anxiety, whereas men, they struggle more with externalizing mental illnesses such as substance abuse and conduct disorders. And so like, you know, alcoholism and, you know, um, other things besides internal. So men and women are pretty much the same. What was the
0: woman one again?
1: The internalizing. So it's like depression, anxiety.
0: Oh, okay. Those okay.
1: internalized in inside
0: carrying it inside and not talking about it and stuff like that
1: yeah so um anxiety depression you know um those things are like um mental yeah yeah so yeah so that was one and then this is this is one that kind of blew me away okay um and i see this often too and i should have i that should have been correct but yes so what mental illness do you think has the highest mortality rate
0: Uh, schizophrenia?
1: I think so. Yeah. Anorexia.
0: Anorexia?
1: Yeah. Anorexia. Wow. Yep. Sadly, one out of five will either die of anorexia or they'll probably take their own life.
0: Wow. Yeah. And And mostly girls, right, that deal with anorexia? Uh, yeah. Mostly?
1: So, um, girls do. And especially right now, too, with, um, you know, everything on blast, right? Everything looks good and you're always comparing yourself on social media to somebody else. And I think guys are actually coming up there now, too. But when you first hear anorexia, the first thing you think is women. Right. Right. Um, Body issues, you know, um, always, we're always... Criticizing each other, you know, what I mean, which we shouldn't, we should uplift each other instead of criticize each other. It's
0: tough being a woman sometimes,
1: yeah. I mean, but I see men are getting more criticized and they're actually a lot more sensitive now, too. Things have changed quite a bit since Drinking our era Beer,
0: Getting b- that beer belly, you know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but now they instead of a beer belly, you see how guys do it, they call it dad bod. The dad bod, you see what I mean? The dad <laughs> bod. And so, but I like that because they actually took that negative into a positive instead of just keep getting negative and you know, you know, just. Not a good thing, right. but I really like the dad bod thing. <laughs> I actually have said mom bod, like a mom bod and make it like hip.
0: Yeah. Why don't you start saying, hey, let's, you know, I got my mom bod. Going no. on. It's fine.
1: <laughs> I want to think of another term, <laughs> but I do have a mom bod. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so those are the three things that kind of, um, popped out to me and I just wanted to ask just for some fun facts, um, so we can start out this, um, it's a heavy subject. Yeah. So, definitely um, deep, definitely deep. And, uh, I was a little nervous talking about it just because it's not something we talk about often. So,
0: yeah, for sure. And, you know, the reason why we're doing this episode is so, you know, anyone that's experiencing mental health or you have a loved one, a parent, maybe a child experiencing some heavy mental health issues that, that they're not alone, you know, and they don't feel ashamed about it. Mm -hmm. And we're bringing it out to the light right now that, um, You know it's a it's starting to be pretty common these days and we're trying to equip people with some some tips and some Mm. stuff that worked for us and other people so you know the everyone can kind of get to a better place together you know
1: yeah okay rango let's just start it
0: all right let's start yeah
1: let's do it so Wrangle, have you experienced mental health issues or you know um in what age how you overcame the the um, the situation
0: yeah i would say I started experiencing it about s- seven years ago. And uh, so I was, I was 35 at the time. It's kind of uncomfortable for me to talk about it, but I will, because uh, you know, I want to be truthful here. I was going through a divorce at the time. And at the moment, that was the hardest thing I've gone through in life at that moment, mm-hmm. was through a, a divorce. And, uh, and it was weird. Your Your mind will allow you to get through the divorce and equip you and keep your mind together To get you through it but i think about six months after it i started feeling like these headaches these uh low energy spells the moodiness the dark cloud and so my doctor they gave me some uh antidepressants
1: so when you felt that way sorry to interrupt you but when you felt that way what made you or to get help you know because some people just continue feeling that way and not everyone go and get help or they're kind of embarrassed to get help
0: yeah. Um, I, did, I, I, I know I needed it to stop that, that, that pain, you know, that feeling. I needed it to stop. So I went and saw a counselor and they prescribed some stuff. And I don't remember what the stuff was, but I was on it for a week. Mm-hmm. And it just numbed me the hell out. Like, What do you mean I, by numb? Before when I was... I was going through my thing, mm-hmm. and then I would still go to the park and work out or mm-hmm. go on a hike, and I would feel a little bit of endorphin raised. Yeah, and then like after I would go back to normal uh-huh. and sad again. But then when I was on the the pills for me, I couldn't go up, mm-hmm. and it was like this low kind of numbness that that mm-hmm. I was kind of, and I didn't like the feeling at uh-huh. all. So after a week, I just stopped and got off it and just.
1: Did you ever go back to the doctor?
0: i did and they tried to give me some other stuff but i was like no i'm I'm good like i want to try to fight this because a lot of my friends were telling me that some of these antidepressants they they give you suicidal tendencies and stuff like that so i was like paranoid about that because you didn't didn't,
1: have suicidal tendencies you just feeling like you can't control the emotions right so i think just
0: i just think so that was happening at the time the divorce and then uh you know running a business was hard that's that's when i started first had my real estate company we were like
1: why you're divorced or you just yeah yeah no, we're,
0: yeah i was in i had the company for about four years at the time and it was hard to get it off the ground so i was very stressed out with just trying to get this company going and then at the time my we just found out my mom had cancer oh, this was man. five years ago and uh just hearing that news right so yeah. of course anybody you know, would be going through what I was going through, which is a, a basically a mental, mental breakdown. breakdown. And uh, yeah, so that was like, that was my first experience with that about five years ago.
1: So you went to get help. Okay. Medicine didn't help you. Nope. You you said, hey, this is not for me. Um, you're trying to get over it on your own. Yeah. You just found out your mom got cancer. Yeah. And you're you're building your real estate business. Yep that's a lot it's a lot how did you overcome it i mean what did you do because right now it sounds like something's about to blow up (laughs) you know what i mean like how are you going to handle everything at one time i mean you're not on the meds so how did you do it
0: i know that i try to deal with it the eastern way which is through meds and it didn't work and my spirit oh western sorry Mm -hmm. western way it didn't work and so my spirit was calling me to just fight it naturally so i tried everything the last five years to Mm -hmm. try to deal with it so hypnotherapy i tried that for the first year and that helped for like a month month and a half just helped a little bit and Uh then it came back again
1: hypnotherapy hypnotherapy so So they hypnotize you they try
0: to hypnotize you to
1: to manage your feelings good
0: and better and you know so
1: they try to retrain the brain
0: something but it it didn't work it didn't stay it didn't work i felt and then i did acupuncture
1: Oh, acupuncture
0: too. Ac- acupuncture and uh,
1: for physical or how does acupuncture help? Like
0: it just help. It's supposed to help with your physical and your mental. Like they put it in your head spots <gasps> around some points around your body that's supposed to release like good energy. And, yeah, release pressure. And I did that because you
1: had headaches. That's right, right. Well,
0: depression headaches. That's what I okay. called it. It helped for a couple months and then it came back. Basically, what how I've been dealing with it, it's like days where I'm down. I feel like sad for no reason really uh i just do my best to get by i hit it really well you do and
1: uh not all the time but you do (laughs) i can see it because you hold it all in here yeah when i see you it's like in the eyes and the like this area you hold it all in here right and i can i can feel it and sense it yeah but i don't ask because i know thank you give you some time
0: yeah i mean it's a part of the process now you know the last couple months years i just when it comes i just allow it to be and then know i know that day is going to be a crappy day and i want to get through it and then don't do anything to make it worse <laughs> and then you know the next day hopefully i'll feel a little bit better and so that's kind of been what i've been doing the last uh you know a couple months couple years so
1: so what i'm hearing right now is like you still have it
0: y- yes you haven't I,
1: like gone through it it hasn't you haven't resolved the issue
0: well remember too that the last 15 months everyone's been dealing with covid so yeah i'm no different we all been dealing with it and um that you know my mom passed 15 months ago my dad yeah. passed 20 months ago and yeah. so just dealing with all that on top of everything else is very heavy so mm-hmm. i've been dealing with it uh and it's been getting pretty bad the last like 12 months but there is a um there is a light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. because uh about three months ago i found a counselor that's been helping me out a lot so I've been doing uh, it's kind of weird but it's called neural neural feedback t- training uh-huh. so basically it, my mind my brain gets hooked up to these wires and my brain sends out like these signals right yep. and so basically what he said is my my mind in the back part of my mind is is working too fast it's going too <laughs> fast I think too much so that's where anxiety comes from just I can tell you that much.
1: without him telling that okay
0: so <laughs> the, the neural feedback uh, training slows that part of your mind oh, down so I, you know i'm the kind of guy where i try first and then i trust so yeah. i've been doing it for two months with yeah. this guy and honestly i i'm about 70 percent better wow. so it's only been two months but you know it's working so far so he said you're supposed to do it for about three or four months mm-hmm. to really get to full effect so i'll continue that and with counseling and mm-hmm. talk about my feelings and yeah. all that kind of together is, is helping so
1: Oh, that's good. At least you found something. See, sometimes it's not just the first thing you go to and you're you, then you feel like, oh, this is going to resolve it. This is the solution for everything. Right. Everyone is so different, you know, that different things will work for different people. Right. right. So don't think that, oh, I'm just going to go get meds and that's going to be it. Right. No, sometimes that's not going to be it. And yeah. but you have to want to get better. See, yeah. that's the thing. You have to want the desire to get better. Some yeah. people don't want to. So they can go to do so many other things and they'll just be back at square one. But you have to inside want it.
0: There's no uh, get a better quick plan mm-hmm. for this because you've been dealing with whatever it is. Uh, you know, life is hard. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's another reason why we're doing this sh- episode, because I know there's a lot of people at home experiencing what I experienced and what mm-hmm. we're going to talk about what you experience and you know it's you know it's just it, it saddens me to know that there's a lot of people out there that are dealing with that yeah. and that's why we're doing this so it's not easy for me to talk about like all yeah. the issues i dealt with because I'm, I'm a minority I mean, i'm asian yeah. but you know i mean you could tell that i'm uncomfortable still talking about <laughs> yeah, it, it. Okay. but i feel yeah. like i just want to try to help people you know yeah. let them know like
1: you're not alone you're
0: not alone you can get through this just yeah. don't give up don't think about anything stupid like you know yeah you know suicide or anything you know it's like it's
1: irreversible it's not just like tv you know kids or you know adults it's you can't reverse it right. and if say if you do do it and it's not your time to go you're gonna be pretty much scarred and you're gonna have to live with the effects and the choices that you make oh, yeah. and so you gotta be very 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 careful because that is not something that is reversible
0: it is not even about them that passes about their loved ones, their that loved they leave ones. behind oh. They're though that's who um
1: who suffers who the most? suffers the most? If you oh. have
0: kids, bro, oh, you're like crazy. You know, yeah. kids, wife, uh, husband, oh. parents, you know, it's just I know, I know. so that's why we're doing this also. So no yeah. one can, you know, even ever try to even get close to that thought. Yeah. So.
1: And you know, you're not alone. You guys are not alone. And like you said, talk, you went to a counselor to talk about it. That's the first step. You need to talk about it. Your body needs an outlet um whatever you're feeling in here gets stuck in here if you don't release it so whether it's talking about it whether it's crying whatever it may be you know it has to come outside the body you can't be just huddled in there
0: talk about it is so important and i remember when i was going through it i didn't tell any of my families i didn't tell my mom i didn't want to like stress her out more Mm -hmm. i didn't really tell my um my you know my now wife Mm -hmm. uh My siblings, I didn't tell them. I was just, even my close friends, most of them don't know. So, and I wish I would have told them a little earlier, you know, and, and, you know, there's people that are going through it and right now and don't try not to do anything to make it worse. Like, Mm. you know, drinking a lot makes it worse. Drugs make it worse. Vices of too much food or Mm. sex Mm. or pornography or like buying stuff think about the 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 ways to overcome it healthy wise Mm. you know right whatever like being in nature talking about it with a counselor um Mm. maybe it's meds you know i know i do know meds do work for some people so if you try it and it works for you then stay on it right because uh
1: you got to train your body right so i mean i'm not saying western medicine is not good it is good but like i said every individual is built so differently that different um, remedies will help for that individual so you have to just cater and um, pretty make much make yeah what do they call it like a treatment plan for them yeah. right um, so let's oh
0: uh, here I'll, I'll I wanted to
1: ask about spirituality because I'm always curious about what? that you said speechu- spirituality the help you oh yeah you. yeah spirituality yeah. like how did you like you know when you, things get tough you know like how do you push through the tough
0: great yeah good reminder you know for me, God, you know, divinity helped me get through it, I felt. But also at the time, I was mad at God because, you oh. know, I'll be like, God, well, well, you know, I'm a good guy. Why are you putting me through this? You know, you said if I trust you and have faith that I'm going to get better mm-hmm. and I have more peace. And, you know, for a couple of years, it was on and off. And this this, this dark cloud was still hanging on me. So I was sometimes I'll get mad at God. I'm like, really? you know, why, are you, why are you cursing me, you know? Oh. Uh, but now I'm, I'm at a point where you know, days where it comes, I say, God, you know, I trust your plan. I don't know re- the reason why you're having me feel this, but there's going to be I'm going to understand later on. I just have faith in you and help me carry me through the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, he definitely has. Um, and, you know, and I'm, I am I try to meditate, uh, meditate. every day for yeah. about 20 minutes. So that helps.
1: Yeah, I see that, you know, and that's one thing that um, I hear a lot from other people, too, is the meditation. Um, I'm having my kids meditate too. The other day, just like three days ago, I was trying to put my mom's curtains up and there was just way too, like too much sugar, too high, too like too much energy. And I was like, you know what? Instead of me getting mad, I was, I had the mad voice, but I'm like, you know what? No more time out. But you know what you can do to calm yourself down? Meditate. (laughs) And guess what? They sat there, you know, meditating or whatever it is. I wanted to laugh because it was so cute, but the meditation calmed them down so much mm. and they were like i was like you guys ready you guys cool and they're like yeah cool like you know and it was totally different yeah so whatever it did they regrouped they yeah. meditated they calmed down rethink re- you know it yeah. was good for them So oh my important.
0: Gosh. and you know i know there's a lot of listeners that are that follow the show that are entrepreneurs yeah. or, or, and i would like to say that You know, being an entrepreneur and a business owner, it's a lot of hard work. And I felt a lot of my stress and depression, anxiety came from running a company and trying to do too much. You know, at the time, time, I had two kids, I was running the company. Then I'm over here developing these properties mm-hmm. and i'm over flipping houses oh, man. and it was just too much and so your brain only can take so much and it starts the wires in your brain starts <laughs> frying so i'm just saying when you say yes to something you say no to something that you're doing right now so just know make sure your yeses and your commitments uh you have enough bandwidth brainwidth to deal with it all or you're gonna fry deal it with, fry it like what we're talking That's about today you gotta
1: upgrade your computer <laughs> right because your computer right now is just this much and now you got to, that's why Google keep telling me, or iCloud, keeps say, hey, you need to pay more money so you can upgrade your memory. Well, the
0: problem with our brain is you can't just go upgrade and get a new brain. No, like, no, you only you got one brain, so you got to. You can
1: exercise it, though. They, you know, strengthen it, exercise, or some of that. Yeah. But again, I do agree. I yeah, do agree. Yeah, so that's really important. So yeah, how about bounce.
0: how about you, Mai-Lin? Um I know. Oh, so tell me about your mental health challenges and journey.
1: Okay, I know That you're asking me about my experiences but i'm not done with you yet rango (laughs) i feel like you're super nervous i don't know i feel like you're trembling you're kind of holding back a little bit and you know it's i know it's a touchy subject for you right um but the thing is is a lot of men and even boys like i want my boys to watch this and be like hey look at rango he's tough he's buff he's smart you know he is vulnerable too so And it's okay to be vulnerable. And I want them to understand that it's okay to really dig deep and really talk about it and don't be nervous about it and just really be real. You know, just tell everyone how you feel and what it is. Because I feel like you're holding back so much. And I don't know if it's too cold in here, but I'm trembling myself. But then I feel like you're trembling or you're nervous. I don't know what the energy I'm feeling from you right now.
0: Yeah, it is a little cold in here because the, the <laughs> AC's on, but no, I it's right. <laughs> I, I am nervous. It's because he, as, as we're talking about this, all the years, um, it's all coming back, you know. And it was some h- damn hard years,
1: but see, when do you re experience these feelings when you talk about it? Is that why you don't talk about it?
0: Um, often i mean when i go talk to my counselor you know i I cry and it's like the only time i really cry when i talk to my counselor because as a man you know you don't supposed to uh, like be vulnerable right supposed to be strong yeah so i I guess i still got like my walls up and uh, but you know this 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 topic uh very important to me Mm -hmm. so that's why like i'm putting myself out there and just trying to help who we can you know yeah <laughs> yeah
1: what exactly are you feeling right now
0: oh uh, i don't know just sad you know you know dealing with my mom really and you know finding out she had cancer and and then like you know divorce you know and running a company and almost losing the company and you know it's a lot of stuff that for one person to deal with mentally so of course you know i dealt with uh you know, depression and mental health issues and anxiety. Cause I said, you know, it's just,
1: so when you're sad and you feel this vulnerable, Mm -hmm. is it, I I hear that you talk about everything, right? But what is it really inside Mm -hmm. that's making you that sad?
0: Sometimes it just comes Mm -hmm. and you don't know when it comes and it just comes. And, uh, you just you just roll with it you know so you, roll you ignore with it. it huh do you ignore it i used to ignore it a lot but mm-hmm. no now i you know i have you know ways to deal with it as well you know that's helping so
1: like meditation and meditation being to... in
0: nature mm-hmm. that helps uh, talking you. to a counselor i never stuck with a counselor mm-hmm. i only like, during the time when i f- it first came on i had a counselor for a couple of months and i always thought something was i just didn't vibe with them but you know the counselor i've been going with now for two months and i vibe with him really good because Mm -hmm. i think he really cares and he's older he's very experienced and he's helping me and so that's that's why i'm kind of it's working out pretty good with the new counselor
1: i want to know what you're so afraid of like why are you so afraid of being this vulnerable
0: as a man you know you're supposed to be strong you know i don't want to feel like i'm weak i don't want People to feel like I'm weak and so that's why I try to hide it a lot you know I don't tell no one when I'm feeling these days of you know, going through my stuff I just so you are scared just, of
1: what other feels what other people feel about you or see you
0: I think uh, yes and it's fear it's fear of if someone might hurt you someone might know that you're feeling de- depressed and you're weaker you're weak so a fear of, what's
1: so wrong of being weak even if they thought you were weak and you're this vulnerable what's no wrong with it
0: I don't know mm. it's tough
1: tough being a man
0: it's tough being a man <laughs> you <laughs>
1: just tell me it's tough <laughs> being a woman it's
0: tough being a person like sometimes <laughs> you know I don't really talk about it I never really got to the point where I was wanted I was suicidal mm-hmm. but you know when I was going through my thing i I did think like man it would life is hard it would be, wouldn't wouldn't it be so much easier if i didn't have to deal with any of this stuff but then i think about my like two kids and my beautiful wife and my family and my loved ones and i'm like i can't even think about thinking like that like mm-hmm. you know and you know i'm 42 i only got yeah. another 40 50 years on this earth god willing and that's really a blink of a eye to get through the next 40 50 years and and so mm-hmm. i can i can do that that's that should be pretty easy so then i get back on getting you know living life again
1: what about your mom like how did you get through that i know death is one of them it's hard to get over yeah um even myself like if i were to imagine if my parents we le- were to you know leave this earth and um, i don't know how i would be you know um i don't know why i would live to be honest that was my first when you asked me you know i don't have to work at the restaurant but why because i want to spend every single day now at my age to be with them you know support them where it's needed since they've sort of supported me all their lives that is my worst fear is that they're going to leave me and i talk about this to my siblings um and we all feel the same life is never going to be the same because they are such the rock in our in our family with, with them not being here everything i just feel like will be crumbling down like i don't see the purpose to live thank god i have children that's why i found the purpose to live but if my parents like are not here i just i think i would go through a huge huge mental breakdown i don't i mean tell my husband too and i think he understands why but i i I just don't know why I would do it.
0: And welcome welcome to me and my siblings world the last like mm. 2 years. Like my dad passed 2 years ago. And then I felt like we was just barely getting dealing with that and then like t- 10 months later my mom passes like like imagine that, you know, the same freaking 2 years like. Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: That's hard. It's <laughs> the hardest
0: thing you'll deal with I think in life. I think about what they what they how they want us to carry on since they're not here and mm-hmm. uh and uh you know it's it's, it's i'm understanding it's the p- cycle of life circle of life and we're in the circle one day yeah. we're gonna pass and um you know our kids are gonna feel the same way how i feel about my parents and but and that, i think that's where divinity comes in re- religion spirituality comes in is the, really the the thing that's been getting me through it is knowing that they're in god's hands yeah. they're with god and they're with Jesus. And, you know, that's my spiritual belief. And, and that gives me comfort knowing that yeah. they continued on, that they're not, they're not just gone. They're they continuing on to like the next evolution of their lifetime and I'll meet them again. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah. that, that's, that's really the one thing that really been helping me out, my family out.
1: Yeah, that last episode with Betty too, I think um, it got me a little bit more at peace because i was the same fear that i would never ever see my parents again and i can't live without them you know that's just how it is so um it's tough
0: sometimes you're stronger than you think you are you know
1: well like i said i'm glad i have my children (laughs) because they gave me purpose because if i didn't have my children i don't know where i would be to be honest i have yeah it's my parents and my children and of course my husband he's everything i think He's stronger, he has to be stronger in some aspects of our lives because he knows I'm really weak when it comes to the emotional side and I hide my feelings. I went through a lot when I was young. I went through a lot actually throughout my life. I think I've maybe experienced two life folds, (laughs) like two people. But um, I am the oldest and so I feel like I have to hide my feelings just like you do. Mm. Yeah, and like if I'm not strong, I feel like everything will crumble. Mm. Like I feel like I'm the glue that keeps my family together. And I thought like, hey, if I was not here, and it's kind of funny because the last month, I for some reason keep thinking like if I wasn't here, I can't be here, there's no choice. I, I have to be here, you know? Um, how would my family, my, my, I can't leave my family behind, you know? yeah so um it's really hard like i try to hide my feelings all the time and you always see me with a bubbly smile but my world is different you know
0: yeah share with uh, the audience how about your (sighs) mental health uh, Uh, journey
1: so as you know i'm my (laughs) Lynn. i'm the one that you always probably seeing smiling all the time and never have issues right people see my social media and they're like man she got a perfect life
0: yeah that's what i think
1: (laughs) everyone does so it's not just you but um even with a perfect life, we all have issues that we deal with, right? We don't blast our, our our bad juju everywhere. You don't want. I don't want to spread all negativity to this world. We have enough, right? But if I'm gonna learn something from what I'm experiencing, then I want to be able to share and inspire, you know. And that's why we're doing the show. All right. Um. I was actually really. I don't know if I was nervous to record today or wasn't nervous because the topic I hold so close to my heart. And I. uh been my whole lifetime has been ups and downs and dealing with a lot of mental health issues. Um, but like, like I said, everyone deals with it differently. So I went through a few things. I think I've always, um, went th- uh, always had anxiety. Mm. Okay, mine was anxiety. Depression, I'm not sure. Depression, um, I don't allow it to get to me. But with anxiety, I can't control. Mm. So my first experience with anxiety was um, when I was in dental hygiene school, and oh my God, that was the hardest thing in my life at that moment. When I went to school, um, you know, I was faced with a lot of racism during the program. Um, And we can you know, talk to you a little bit more about that later. We went through a lawsuit, of course. Um, My roommate was also Asian. She was the one who got the lawyer. Um, For me, I was like, man, my family's going through so much already. I don't want another case on the plate. I don't want to deal with the lawyers. I don't want I don't want to put my family through this. So I'm just going to chill so and we just were accept it. You're suing
0: the school because they're the,
1: the school, the teachers
0: cuz they were racist against you guys for being Correct. Asian.
1: For being Asian. If you can see we won, of course. Mm. Um, if you see all the things that we collected mm. and all the we they, they were interviewed, students were interviewed, everything that we did was The same are not better than other students, but we got docked for points like left and right. I was to a point where I wasn't going to be able to graduate hygiene school. I worked so damn hard to not graduate and I am not, I feel like I may not be the most book smart person, but I know I work hard and I know I can pass. You know, I know if I put my mind to something, it will happen. I'm not going to allow it not to happen, right? But for some reason, everything I did was not enough like and i was in the tri cities i had nobody You know, it's my first time my family's here you know um i was by myself there's nobody there asian was like almost like oh my gosh there's an asian i was like in a museum people will point fingers and like oh my gosh there's an asian you know i had people you know say racist remarks go back to where you came from and stuff like that and i always just had to defend myself and not have it get to me but again like when i think about it why didn't i speak up you know but i was all alone you know there's nobody there to support me so anyways let's go back to the dental hygiene is anxiety i didn't know what anxiety was you know in my family in our asian culture it's unheard of to have a mental issue or have anxiety or have depression you know they always say it's something else you know get through it you don't talk about your feelings you that's, need to be strong
0: that's a good point and uh being asian or minority or definitely asian vietnamese is it's a taboo you don't Mm -hmm. supposed to talk about it you're supposed to just deal with it Mm -hmm. you know doing that internalizing it makes it worse yeah that's why we're doing this to break the ice amongst asian minorities but anybody anybody whatever color you are dealing with it like you know, use some of these ways that I was working for people to get through it.
1: I didn't know what anxiety was, you know. I just felt like my heart was pounding. I couldn't breathe. I woke up every morning crying in the shower, you know, um, for no apparent reason. I didn't want to go to school. I knew no matter what I did, it wasn't enough, right? Um, so the time that I actually felt like I needed help and I never asked for help, you know, was when I blacked out.
0: You what? I blacked out. You blacked out?
1: Yeah. So I was in the middle of doing clinicals and I heard her footsteps. Like I just heard her just walking towards me. I don't know what it was. I didn't realize I wasn't breathing and I stopped breathing. I knocked out. Crazy. I knocked out. Yeah, it was crazy. That's when it was a red flag to me that I have an issue and mm. it was something that I couldn't control by myself, Right. So I was like, hey, you know what? I can't do this on my own. I can't Google, I can't I can't get through this. There's something inside my body chemically that's not allowing me to push through what I need to push through. I'm unstable mentally. Whatever it is, I can feel it, you know, it's inside." So I got help. Um, I went to a counselor first, of course, talking about feelings, you know, da da da. Everybody's like, "Oh, I'm talking about feelings da 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 da," right? Yeah, I can talk about my feelings, but what's inside right now is not changing. So when you said that meds didn't help you, meds helped me. I had a situational anxiety. Um, it was diagnosed early on, you know, i mean knocked out. So, you know, um, I was on anxiety uh, pill. It was a very light dose, of course, because I'm like, eh, I don't want to take medicine. if I don't have to. Everyone has that mentality. Oh, you know, it's not good for you. I was at a very desperate moment where either I'm going to heal or I'm not going to heal. I'm going to move forward or not move forward. Right. I'm going to push it through or not. But To everyone out there who is resisting to take meds, I am a victim of those that cannot control how I'm feeling. Okay? I took an an anxiety pill, it's just a very low dose, it's called Selexa. And um, I talked to them about all the side effects, this and that. And it was one of those um, very uh, lighter load of medication that if you were to get off of it, you won't get withdrawal effects. Mm. And so I was like, yeah, you know, I'm open to that because right now I can't do, I can't continue this. I don't know where it's going to go and I don't want to end up going somewhere I shouldn't be. Mm. And then so I went on Celexa for a good two weeks. Mm. I couldn't tell a difference, but my sister did before when I, before a test, when I study, I would always like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm always thinking about like, I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail. Oh, my gosh. No matter what I do, I'm not absorbing this. I don't have enough time. You know, those are all the things that I was just running all the time. Like, oh, my gosh, I couldn't stop. You know, um, my sister was the one. She's a nurse. And so she tells me I see the signs, too. You know, but I was like, oh, you know, you, know, you just kind of stuff your family. I like, oh, you see signs. OK, whatever. I'll get through it. Right. And you don't want to see. I don't want them to think I'm not strong. Mm-hmm. So. What happened was um i didn't see the effects and then all of a sudden there was a slight change my sister's like you failed a test i was like no i, just, I didn't feel i mean i got a c but i'll do better next time that's why i said she's like what and i was like yeah i'll do better next time what's the big deal that's when i was like and, Meehan, and so my sister's mihan and she was like girl are you crazy like who are you Mm -hmm.
0: Were you like happier than you usually are? It wasn't happier. But
1: what I've noticed was that the medication helped me clear up my mind. So I wasn't focusing on what was going on inside my body, my heart rate, my breathing. Like I feel like I have to control my breathing like very steadily all the time Um, or not. It's just like i can't breathe like tightness in the chest you have a feeling like a panic attack like tightness in the chest my heart i couldn't control my heart rate it just kept going and going and going it's fast it's like this all the time and i'm like
0: you had like hella adrenaline
1: yeah it's not even adrenaline. it's like yeah it's always like this and i'm like (sighs) trying to calm it down trying to calm it down but i can't it's almost like have you ever had a panic attack yeah yeah Mm -hmm. very similar to that and i couldn't calm it down so i was so focused on the mechanism and all the hormones and all the stuff that's going inside my body my brain was not clear enough to focus on anything else so when that was mellowed out and i can tell that my heart rate was normal my breathing was normal i was able to concentrate and clear my brain
0: oh so you're saying before that your heart was racing oh was going, yeah you're thinking too fast and then you got on the meds and it slowed everything down to a good level yeah good so it speed. wasn't
1: cl- slowing down my mind though It was just slowing down all the mechanism that was going inside the anxiety
0: which is a good thing yeah
1: so i was like dude this is this is good like i'm chill and i can think straight and so i even saw the way that i was processing information was a lot more clear because i wasn't focusing about how i felt inside because i didn't feel anything like anxiety or adrenaline right i was still happy But I didn't feel the adrenaline. So I wasn't focused on that.
0: So how long were you on the med school? Throughout the
1: whole entire school. I graduated and I became a hygienist. A really good one too, you guys. (laughs) So it worked (laughs) really good for you. It worked really, really well for me. Very, very, very well for me. Um, And so when people are resistant to it, I'm like, hey, take it from someone who went through this. Like, it's okay. You're not weak. You you can get through this.
0: Well, they say one in four people deal with some kind of mental health issues at one time. So yeah. I mean, you and I we both dealt with it. So <laughs> I mean, you know, so it's yeah. a lot of people out there. So so some if you haven't dealt with it yet, you're gonna probably deal with it sometime in your life. Yeah. So this. And mine was that situational.
1: So yep. once I was done with school, I I got off the meds, and I was and the thing is is I felt like that med saved my life because I felt like it trained me for mindset. Yeah, it trained me how to get through situations, how to use my breathing skills, how to recognize the signs and symptoms of anxiety, because I experienced it already, and how I can get better so that I can do what I need to do. Mm. And that's how I pulled through my whole entire life. When I feel anxiety, I'm like, dude, hello anxiety, you're here again. You know, I know what to do, I can attack you, I know what to do. And I've been off meds for the longest time. I started um, back on that med during COVID.
0: Oh, 12 months ago?
1: Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, I was just uh, caring too much at one time. And then with the family too, you know, it was a lot. And I had always had fear that I'm going to lose one of my family members. That's my worst fear. So th- I think that mentally made me have anxiety. I'm off of it now, but um, in the beginning. So
0: did it work when you were taking it for COVID because uh, of all the COVID stuff going on? And I think
1: it helped a little bit when I was on it, but I wasn't consistent like oh. I used to. Um, because I just had too much that I had to deal with. And I was like,
0: I, I'm, I'm surprised. I wasn't sh- sure <laughs> you were going to talk about that because yeah. a year ago you told me that you're on it. And I was yeah. so surprised that mm-hmm. I was like, you, cause you're so, in my eyes, you're so happy go lucky. And you've yeah. always been like that. Don't ever lose that. And yeah. you said, yeah, I've been dealing with a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, I, been, I got back on you know, anxiety life. medicine. I'm like, whoa, like it, it's good that you talk about it because you're human, you yeah. know, and you're, you're vulnerable and like same here too like so i remember two years ago when my dad was going through what he was going through before he was passed uh i got back onto antidepressants and i I was on the same zola for a year oh wow so we're talking about two years ago and i say it helped me about 15 percent 15 to 20 percent happier and Uh. more peaceful 15 to 20 percent. and but a year ago i got off it also Mm. and uh but yeah Yeah. that's kind of been both our journeys that we had recent uh, bouts with depression and anxiety and stuff and And uh,
1: you know it's so it's it's so common you guys it's so common um another thing i want to touch base on um because i didn't go through one type of mental illness um i went through postpartum
0: oh that's a big Mm. one this is a huge no one ever talks about that one
1: no so, for those who don't know what postpartum is, um, who haven't had children yet, it's um, it's called postpartum depression, and so it's depression after a person gives birth. You know, you can't really explain why people go through it. It's it's a chemical, it's a hormone, and you're you're imbalanced inside the body. Your mind starts wandering. You start thinking all these things, and it's it's basically depression. You know, um, and it's unhealthy if you, and it can be very, very fatal and dangerous if left untreated. I didn't realize I had, and thank God I had, a, you know, my sister who's a nurse recognized the signs because I was almost in denial that I had it. Cause hey, my Lynn, happy go lucky, perfect life, right? I can handle anything and a lot of things at one time, right? That's what, when you think of my Lynn, that's what you think, right? Yeah. Yeah. I always have to (laughs) tell you to slow
0: down. Like, every since I met you four years ago, I I would tell you, dude, you're doing too much. You know, Uh, you slow down a little bit. And you're like, I I can handle it on. But, you know, you're human. Sometimes you don't. Some days you can, some
1: days you don't. But then you to kind of recognize what days you can. But, you know,
0: we're learning. We're learning about ourselves. As life goes on, we learn what we could take and what we can't take. Mm. And as we're getting older now, you know, I know not to say yes to a bunch of things because, you know, something's going to give. And I'm going to go. You know my yeah. mind's gonna go crazy again so i can't have that. so now yeah. i choose pick and choose balance where i spend my time That's but good. you know it's something you have to learn
1: yeah.
0: if i told somebody that I'd never gone through depression they wouldn't understand yeah so you have to go through the mud the the, the, sh- the shit yourself <laughs> yeah. to say oh i i understand how much yeah. it hurts now i'm gonna make my adjustments so my life i won't experience that again right, right. but uh, it's something some right. people just have to go through and you went through it and yeah. I went through it, you know. So
1: women, I mean, who just gave birth, you know, who's going through that, um, postpartum is real. Please recognize it because I was to the point where I was not able to get out of it. I thought, I mean, this is how serious it is that I got postpartum. I guess I can say it's a mild case, but to me, it's, 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 it's um, pretty serious. I woke up every morning crying in the shower for no apparent reason. For a whole month, I thought my baby hated me. I, could, I, I, I didn't even want to touch my own baby or hold my baby because every single time my baby cried, I felt like it hated me. Wow. So in my mind, I was like, why are you crying? You don't love me. You don't love me. And this voice keeps saying, you don't love me. I gave birth to you. It was the hardest thing ever in the world. And you come out here treating me so badly. I mean, it was weird. It was really, really weird. And I love to go outdoors. And it's sunny. I did not want to get out of my room. I was married to my pump. I didn't want to leave the comfort zone of my bed. I didn't want to go outside. I wouldn't do anything. All I wanted to do was cry. My second child, I was juggling so much, doing work, you know, taking care of my second year it's two, a two-year-old. My baby keep crying, crying. It was driving me so crazy. And you hear this in the movies, you guys. And this is happening to a real person, okay? I heard it in the movies, but I didn't ever think that I would ever think of it. And I feel like I'm a good person, okay? I had that moment in my head where I wanted to take a pillow over my baby's face and stop the crying. Wow. That is horrible. And when I talk about it, I feel like an awful person. But I experienced it. I mean, you guys, it's real. And so when I see women who go through this, like, I'm like... You guys, you need to support her, whatever it may be. There's so many things inside of her, mentally, physically, everything's changing. And you need to, those husbands or spouse or whatever, you need to step in and support where it is needed. Yeah. Because that shit is real. It's like so real. Like to this day, I feel like when I look at my son, I feel guilty for thinking that because now it's a memory that can never erase from my mind. I was like, how would I ever want to, like, hurt my son? I would never want to hurt my son. But why did I think that, you know? Right. Why? Like, it's just, it's insane. Yeah. But recognized it, got some help. You know, When you recognize something, that is the first step to everything. Recognize it. Don't deny it. Find help. Okay. So, I mean, you know, this is talking about our experiences. I'm sure we experience a lot of things. But, I mean, there's so many people around us that experience it, too. So, I mean, have you, Rangel, know yeah. people around you that's experienced something like this?
0: Yeah, I got two two situations where uh, someone else around me experienced it. So the first one, I was younger. I was 17. I was, um, I was at my friend's house. She, she's a g- female, and, you know, we're, we're having fun, hanging out. And I know she was going through a lot of stuff. She mm-hmm. was younger. she's really pretty. She was, like, two years younger than me. She was really pretty, but she was just dealing with um, – it's kind of the gift and curse when a girl is, like, pretty and then but she don't have the skills to um be friends with other girls because of competition or whatever so Mm -hmm. she was dealing with a lot of that stuff
1: insecurities insecurities Mm -hmm. so i
0: know she was dealing with that and then i see her like messing around in her uh her mom and dad's uh, medicine cabinet mm-hmm. i'm like what are you doing she goes, oh nothing just looking at stuff and i felt like a really weird vibe like why is she looking at like medicine you know yeah. so i was like you y- you're not gonna do anything stupid are you she goes huh. no what are you talking about because i know she was dealing with a lot of stuff that's why i was kind of hanging out with her and then so i'm watching tv and she she screams to me in the bathroom she goes rango come here like rango help oh my gosh so i run into the bathroom like what's going on she shows me this pill the pill bottle and uh-huh. she goes i don't want to die uh-huh. and, she, and she took all the pills in that pill bottle
1: oh my god i was gosh. like
0: what the f you know so i i took it and i i was so scared and pissed i threw it at the wall and i said what the fuck are you mm-hmm. thinking yeah. you know and she's like i don't want to die and, she, oh and, and i call, you know call 911 and uh they come and okay? um and we went to the, the hospital pump. emergency room and They pumped her stomach and she lived and that was like i was like wow like that that was my first experience with mental health or suicide yeah and
1: uh i can relate
0: she survived and she's fine Mm -hmm. now and i'm still friends with her and that was was a crazy experience i am i am so that was that was the first one that i experienced and then
1: i've suicide before you what yeah i've attempted suicide before
0: wow Mm, want sh- to share about. anything about that if you're comfortable
1: <sighs> so it was a uh, freshman year in mm. high school yeah i don't know how to explain how i felt and why i attempted i know why i attempted it um i think I was just dealing with a lot again and um, you know i think someone said something that triggered um and said you can die no one's gonna care, uh, your existence doesn't matter. That night, I thought to myself ways of killing myself, but I was afraid of pain. <laughs> so I was like, dude, like, what, how can I kill myself so that I don't feel the pain? Because I don't want to hurt. But then also, to be honest, a lot of people who suicide, just coming from someone who actually attempted, is that there is a resistance to wanting to die. There is a in there like maybe I'll just do this and maybe I won't die and then i will make a statement.
0: It's a cry out for help. Like, a my cry friend for help. it was she said, help. help me. You yeah. Know, but she didn't want to L- like die, you know.
1: Like because of being the victim, like I I mean, I can't say I was a hundred percent wanting to die. But then because I wanted to prove a point or I wanted a cry for help, I wanted to people to really know that I'm not doing okay. I I need you. I thought about dying and I did it. I took pills because they said that if you took enough pills, you'll just probably not wake up. Wow. Yeah. But the thing is, when I took those pills, there was a moment of regret. It's like, dude, am I really going to die? You know? But now I'm thinking in remorse, like thinking that, hey, maybe I don't. But then I was, it was already too late. Right? And thank God I didn't die because I'm here today.
0: So then did Do you go to the hospital
1: or? So what happened was I took the pills. I didn't. I went to, still went to school. Okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I know, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't die. But, But then you were like. I took seven Tylenols. And so, no, yeah, it was seven Tylenols. I think the limit was eight. <laughs> Sorry, I should be laughing. <laughs> it's okay,
0: about it. because you, I'm yeah. thinking you took all the pills, then you like went to the emergency room and stuff. No, started, like, I went to school. You fainted, <laughs> but then you're like, then I went to school.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I went to school. I, I, God said it wasn't time. I think it wasn't time for me. And so then you just
0: it went out. I your went system to school, at school, but then no.
1: What happened was that I was walking and I collapsed. Oh. I just collapsed. Okay. I was dizzy. I collapsed. And then they took me to a counselor and they said what happened and now became like it's an issue at home. I'm like, no, it's not my parents. Don't get my parents into this. Don't whatever. It's not their fault. It's not, you know, it's not them. You know, I love them so much. I would never, ever do anything to hurt them or whatever it may be. I was just like, no, you know, it's not them. Leave them alone. But I was crying because I needed the love, you know, like I didn't feel like anybody loved me in this world So it didn't matter that I existed And I think that was the reason why, but I really truly didn't want to die
0: As young, as teenagers, you know, mm. like you and then my friend and even me I, You know, we 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 don't have enough life experience to deal with like he- really heavy, big stuff yeah. And then we, you know, turn to stuff like that, like ending our lives or cutting our wrists And it's really sad, you know, yeah. it's because we're
1: and oh my Our gosh! Hormones
0: are all going crazy. <laughs>
1: Thank you. It wasn't my time because I have two beautiful sons, yeah, and then for like real. I'm able to sit here today with you guys sharing all the stories. So imagine if I took my life that day, which was only like a moment, a choice that you make, a-, a bad choice that you made because you couldn't figure it out, and give yourself some time to figure it out. You would not be able to enjoy life like you can today. What you choose to do in your life is in your own hands.
0: I, I Positive. Love, I love right? that. And there was just this morning I heard this quote. It said. I'm just having a bad day, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean I have a bad life. Exactly. So, we're, you know, people are having bad days. You're going to get through it. Like yes. tomorrow is going to be better. And if it ain't, then the next day is going to be better. Right. But, you know, it's not a bad life and it gets better. Yeah. Life is a roller coaster. It Tell you is. the truth. No matter what happens, you know, you get your ups and then you get your downs uh-huh. and You get your ups and you got your average days. It's yeah. like and that's part of life. Like we all signed up for this because we knew. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't regret. And I'm sure you don't regret the days and the moments where things were down because that's where you grow and learn so much through those experiences. Right. And now you're able to to share it. You're sharing it. Inspiring
1: people. You're not alone. You know, you're not alone. Everyone went through it.
0: Right. So I guess I'll I'll share one more story. Mm -hmm. So growing up, same thing. Uh, I had two really close friends. I'm not going to say their names, but two really close friends to me that experience uh bipolar and schizophrenia
1: oh so
0: um and they were like my best friends wow. and 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 it was That's i mean big. it was crazy going through the uh, being friends with them during yeah. that time and you know we were all smoking weed and doing you know some other drugs that we yeah. shouldn't as teenagers but and that intensified everything yeah and um that was very dangerous because they could hurt themselves but yeah. we're their friends and they could they almost hurt us by <gasps> doing stupid stuff and saying stupid stuff to other people and now mm-hmm. we're involved yeah and so one of my friends he only went through it for about two years and then he got helped and he's good again after two years but one of my other friends uh i know i'm sure he's st- still dealing with it now and um you know i always pray for him because we went through so much together and he was actually um one of my, like, best friends. Oh, my. And, uh, but every two or three years, you know, he would be good. He would get a really good job. He would, you know, find a nice living, mm-hmm. house, car. And then he'll just go through a mental episode where he'll just what, be bipolar, wh- schizophrenic, and tear everything down.
1: What do you mean? Like, he was
0: just, he was just it, it was like a three or like four-year cycle. bipolarity?
1: Kind of, like, switched from one person to another I mean, What is he exactly experiencing? So,
0: man, paranoia. People are oh. trying to get him hearing oh. voices oh my gosh um, but you know i had so much love for him where yeah. you know t- moments where i i saw that things he would tearing everything down i would still be by his side because i was young you know yeah. and i didn't know better and i had his back and nowadays i can't be around him anymore because oh, i have two small kids yeah. and a wife and i have you know I. it could be, right? be dangerous but did he know? get help do you know i don't think he got that much help or he didn't it didn't work so, one or the other but um I wish him the best of luck and I always still pray for him and but if he called me to do something I, I can't pick up just because I, I it, it's too risky yeah. and so um, I hope but, he, but I'm he, sad he, because that's was one of my very good friends I oh kind of gosh you know, so
1: yeah I pray for him too because you know um, he has to recognize he has an issue first right yeah, yeah and if someone cannot recognize that they have an issue or they have a problem and want to get better there's nothing anyone can do in this world there's nothing yeah. So you have to want it yourself and want to get better. And so um, let's go talk about like, you know, um, you know, recognizing the signs and, you know, the, you know, with people at home, you know, what I mean, the audience, I mean, it could not be you that's going through this. It could be your friend next to you. It could be someone in your circle. But when you're able to recognize these things, it's it could be a life changer. You can it could be a lifesaver. Um, and if you're able to recognize it and then if they can get help, there's ways to get help as well. So,
0: yeah. So let's talk about some signs of mental yeah. illness that we're experiencing or someone else around us experienced So we yeah. can see that there might be a problem there.
1: Right.
0: Um, let's see. We got so, a whole list of stuff here. Oh,
1: yeah. We got a whole <laughs> list of stuff. But, you know, again, you know, just the ones that, you know. It's easy, you know, feeling down. So when you think about like you know mental issue, uh, health issues, feeling down, you know, not wanting to do anything out of the ordinary.
0: I say let's 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 say prolonged mm-hmm. pro feeling prolonged, down. long, yeah. Because us as humans, we're gonna if someone passes away yeah. or we lose our job, we're gonna go through a depression yes. for a couple of months. That's just grieving. part of growing up or of grieving. The experience grieving. Mm-hmm. But and that's healthy, right? Because mm-hmm. that's it is what it is yeah but if someone is continuing this on for three or six months or a year when when not too many major stuff's going on then it might be mental illness right
1: but mood swings right ups and downs the really highs and the lows like extreme
0: extreme that's one confused thinking or reduced ability to concentrate
1: Mm -hmm.
0: excessive fears or worries extreme feelings of guilt Uh, extreme mood changes
1: alcoholism
0: alcoholism you know Withdrawal from friends and activities, mm-hmm. uh, significant tiredness, detachment from reality, delusion, mm-hmm. paranoia, yeah, hallucinations.
1: Paranoia. Yeah. Signs of suicide, you know? If you see people with like little cuts here and there, especially around their wrists, those are areas that people tend to go cut themselves. Mm-hmm. I was once a cutter, so I know I had to hide it. You uh, were a cutter? Yeah. You
0: used to cut your wrists?
1: I used to cut in areas not so close to my wrist because, again, like, I didn't know how to suppress the pain. Wow. Yeah, and sometimes when you you did that, you felt like it hurt more than what was hurting inside, but it was only a temporary solution. It wasn't healthy. And then when you start to af- kind of love yourself more and be like, hey, why am I doing this? Why am I scarring my body? You know, this is my body. You should preserve it and take care of it, right? No one's going to love it anymore. Like, you have to love yourself, mm-hmm. right? Once you um, get to that point where self-love, then I think you can get over it yeah um but again um i can you know those are some of the signs you know
0: yeah different things work for different people and i remember when i was going through mine people were like let's go drink and i would be like no i don't want to drink because mm-hmm. for me dr- drinking makes it worse for yeah. me so then but they they didn't you know they're just trying to help or they yeah. would say why don't you try going to church with me and i'm just like bro you know i'm just in the suck i w- i don't want to go to church yeah. you know? i'm out of god right now for putting me here right mm-hmm. And so maybe one one way to help, I guess we could talk about one Wait. ways to help people yeah. that are, are going through it now. is just to ask them, hey, what can I do that helps you out, that helps mm. you get through the, the problem, right? How what, can
1: I support you? How
0: can I support you?
1: Because it might not be church and it might not be alcohol. Right, it's like your love yeah. language, right? Yeah. My
0: love language is different than your love language. Yeah. My My healing from mm. depression, anxiety is different from the way you would heal from exactly. anxiety, depression. So I think one way i wish someone asked me is like what can we do wrangle that would help you feel better like what usually works where when you're feeling like this and i would say let's go for a long drive with me don't and don't talk about like solutions of like how i'm feeling don't give me like a bunch of tips and stuff just sit and chill with me we'll drink some red bull we'll listen to music we'll drive for like a couple hours go to a river and then we'll come home like mm-hmm. i think that would help right but no one ever asked me that yeah because they didn't know right yeah and so I think that's one way is asking that person what usually worked for you to get out of this hole yeah. that we can do together. Mm-hmm. So yeah, A lot
1: of it is, you know, um, yeah, like you said, you know, that support group. You're, I mean, that support group is major, right? Um,
0: yeah, I guess one is not yeah, hiding it from your closest hiding. people. Just
1: Yeah, not hiding it. You got to talk about it. Gotta you you got to talk about it because nobody's a fortune teller. Without you telling them how you feel, how can they right they're not fortune tellers so talk about your feelings talk about what's going on
0: there's a statistic here it says the average delay between symptoms onset and treatment from the national alliance of mental health website is 11 years oh first between when someone starts getting having mental health issues to getting help is 11 years wow average so maybe the first six months you know if you're feeling it Go get help. Yeah, you know?
1: that's why they say, you know, recognize the signs, you yeah. know, recognize that something is not normal and get it early. Because anything that you prolong for a long time, it's going to take a lot longer to get better, you know. Right. So with any kind of treatment, right, like any kind of condition, you yeah. want to treat it early on, take care of yourself from the beginning, you know. Just yep. recognize those signs.
0: How about a good one is being in nature. Yeah. It usually helps people get their, get their mood up a little bit. Be, chilling in the sun, right? Mm-hmm. So that helps. And how about a good one is uh movement just not exercise because sometimes when you're you know <laughs> you're depressed you're like i'm not going no gym but just good movement you know uh-huh. say i'm going to walk around my house one time yeah around my yard and come back inside just that yeah. five minute walk helps it does you know, just that movement right yeah an object in motion stays in motion you get good energy object that stays still Mm -hmm. laying in bed all day it's not gonna help it's now it festers Mm -hmm. now you start just thinking about like how crappy you feel then you think it feel more crappy because you're just laying there all day or sitting there watching tv or whatever right so that's another solution if someone's going through this I think we cover some pretty good ones
1: yeah again like the professionals they have so many techniques yeah so meditation, many techniques meditation medication medita- medication you know healthy
0: uh, eating i think that's a important yeah. one because sometimes when people they feel crappy they mm-hmm. eat crappy food like fried chicken and drink sodas and then they feel more crappy but mm-hmm. maybe you know throw in some fruit yeah and vegetables and might yeah. you might get your energy up yeah. again right and, and remember
1: it. mental illness is not just anxiety and depression it's like bipolarity there's schizophrenia there's like a whole bunch of other types of um you know mental illnesses and so depending on the mental illness that you're experiencing i think that's when you start kind of um creating that individual plan for yourself
0: yeah yeah you said you had a um a situation where somebody around you was dealing with mental health issues you want to share that
1: there's a guy um that i met in college we just exchanged like you know eye contact say hi and that's it. Like we weren't we're not like friends more like acquaintance we just know of each other seems like a pretty cool guy you know he plays basketball this and that right um he gives me hit me up uh, maybe about like about a year ago maybe um during COVID time and he said hey you know my family's an investor we have so many properties 25 properties i need to list them and sell them all Um, I want to buy a house for my family, da 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 -da, right? I was like, okay, okay, you know, I listened to his spiel, and then I was like, and he's like, let's go looking. I was like, well, it's during COVID, you know, we can, we can talk, um, you know, on FaceTime. I don't want to meet anymore, but he kept asking me about meeting him, right? And I was like, you know, at this moment, I prefer not to. I live in a multi-generation, like, you know, housing, house, and I, I just, that's what I prefer. But there's red flags so i was able to recognize red flags because certain things that he's saying in social media like it just didn't really make sense it seems like okay like he is he unstable Mm -hmm. um and so what happened was he reached out to me i researched a whole bunch of things and he's like i have a wife you know and a family i was like oh let me introduce myself to your wife because since i'm working with you i want to make sure the wife and the husband know of me i don't want any like problems or issues in the future right so he said, yeah, hit me up. My wife is super busy. She's probably not going to be able to, sh- you know, see homes with us. But um, she's super busy. She's super popular. So let's keep on the DL. And she said that, hey, she's from King 5. She's the anchor a woman from a- King 5. Was she really? She is. Well, wow, cool. So um, I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool. You know, I mean, you know, okay. But I still want to, you know, how do I get in contact with her? Send me her phone number and her email. So he gave me her phone number and email. I emailed her first out of courtesy and i so that night i sent it out and i kept researching things and i just like i tell my husband I was like man something in my stomach doesn't feel right so that morning she called me the anger from king five she emailed me first but i just woke up you know i didn't read my emails yet so she called me she's like just in case you didn't receive it yet i just want to call you first because i didn't want you to be in a dangerous situation mm. Ooh, i was like excuse me she's like yeah he's not my husband people like you know send her things out all the time so she said a few years ago he you know start emailing her sending her things and then um all of a sudden like one time he sent like a death threat and she's like no like you know that's when she put a restraining order so she called me she's like don't meet up with him i don't know what it is i have a restraining order on him he's been sending me all this stuff and all stuff it's like he's in a total different universe
0: so he's delusional he's delusional so he
1: in my first thought um was he's schizophrenic because yeah. i feel like he's in a, a, a different world and he talks about all these other things like what world are you in but then again like you don't want to trigger these people either yeah. because the thing is they don't realize that they have an issue right. you know and if they don't get help then it could be even deeper and who knows what the what what they'll do right so true so for me it's like you know i slowly kind of weaned out of it because i'm like this might be a dangerous situation this is not my thing so i didn't want to piss him off i just know that hey this is not for me and the point that I stopped talking to him and like block everything I don't know if he thought it was funny but he was like hey um how many children do you want to have with me oh man that's just like oh my gosh and the thing is i took pictures of the whole entire conversation just in case in the future if i ever had to go back to it and say hey these are the the, the documents and all these are the, all the things that he said this is what happened and so i tr- i transcribed everything wow yeah so it's super scary so you guys need to watch out out there too you know because mental health is an issue but then if you know some people don't recognize it and it can be very dangerous
0: yeah totally and i was going to continue with you know my my buddy that i grew up with Yeah, you know, he was dealing with bipolarism and schizophrenia and when you're in that that darkness yeah they they lash out at the people closest to them that are really trying to help them so i remember a yeah. couple of times in my life my friend lashed out on me blaming oh. me for stuff and and we're talking about now he wants to go get guns and oh, like wow. shoot me and my and family. Like it's, oh, that's intense. It's, it's intense. So you just, you know, anyone at home if you're dealing with someone else that has mental health issues and stuff, just be very careful. And, you know, you take know.
1: it professionally, you know, um, it's not something that you can control. Like it's not something you can help treat.
0: So, but then you can't play their game either. No. So I understood what, and I knew I was innocent. So I didn't play the game back and say, well, I'm going to go get a gun and shoot you. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, But yeah, yeah. so it's I ignored it. And then I called his dad and his, dad was like hey you know thanks for not escalating it and just pray for him but stay away and and that's what i've been doing but yeah um, don't
1: escalate the situation whatever it may be recognize it don't escalate it (laughs) keep yourself safe
0: as a guy being in in the streets and stuff and growing up like we always had a saying it's like you know i'll you know we'll fight somebody right so we'll fight a big guy whatever you know and we'll. we'll but we won't fight a crazy guy because <laughs> a crazy guy will go all the way right because yeah. he's you he don't know so he gotta have <laughs> yeah. a knife on him and gun on him, but you know so it's just be very careful with that because we want to try to keep everybody safe yeah. out. and protect and keep them safe because yeah, they don't them, know what they're doing so yeah. then you know we're not escalating where they might yeah. get you know hurt some way so
1: (sighs) so yeah i think uh, this is a tough subject but thank you so much and i hope um everyone all the audience find value in this episode um we've um we let go of a lot of things today and we uh, unleashed and released (laughs) a lot of our deepest and darkest times and so i hope you guys appreciate it and i hope you guys um gain and value something out of it and really take care of yourselves you know because we care
0: yeah and i, I kind of feel like in a way i feel lighter now from yeah. doing the show because
1: yeah. i do too <laughs> I, I don't feel shaky anymore i just like my my heart is light <laughs>
0: yeah and you know i think that's a kind of part of reason why we're doing this podcast in the first mm-hmm. place because i feel like it's therapeutic for us and me releasing mm-hmm. my feelings of just you know everything that happened my whole life and especially yeah. when my mom continued on and stuff you know it's it's therapeutic it's like our journal that we're giving to ourselves yeah. so. buddha once said suffering happens when you want something to happen that doesn't happen so if we don't want to suffer we want more peace and happiness then try not to be attached to outcomes simple as that i remember a lot of time in my life is when i wanted something to happen so bad and then it didn't happen it didn't happen fast enough that's when i got sad and let down and uh but lately I keep on reminding myself of that quote that, you know, just go with the flow. Be in the moment and something happens, then great. If it doesn't, great, you know. So remember that quote from Buddha and uh stay in peace.
1: All right. Thank you so much, you guys. And if you guys enjoy this, don't forget to share and subscribe and you know share with all your friends and family who you feel that would like it or value it and we're on the blessed Boater podcast as well as the blessed Boater youtube thank you so much you guys bye